You're listening to Podcasting for Introvert Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Cliff Dubinois. This is episode two. Welcome to Podcasting for Introvert Entrepreneurs, where it's all about podcasting, business, and mindset for the introvert entrepreneur. I'm your podcast coach and fellow introvert, Cliff Dubinois. And now, I'm with the show. Hello, my fellow introverts who have answered the call of the entrepreneur. Today, I want to take some time and really define what an introvert entrepreneur is. And then the next question is, is that how can introvert entrepreneurs dominate in a world that seems to be purely extrovert? So let's dive into question number one. What is an introvert entrepreneur? I think the best way to do this would probably be to break up the term into its base components and then see how they work together. And spoiler alert, it's awesome. So let's go ahead and get started. Introvert, extrovert. You know, there really is no clean cut definition of what each one of these is. It's only by observing the traits of people that we can actually sit there and say, oh, that person's an introvert. Oh, that person is an extrovert and vice versa. So it's going to be up to you, dear listener, to figure out where you fall on this scale. So if you think about it, at one end, you have introvert, at the other end, you have extrovert, and there's all this gray area in between. Someone could argue that there's an ambivert in the center of it, but really at the end of the day, we we all have some traits and we all fall on this scale somewhere. So what I'm going to do is I really want to explore what some smart people have said about the differences between an introvert and an extrovert. Now, in all of my research, I came across one set of definitions of an introvert that really rings true to me. And as we progress through this podcast, I'll be talking about different aspects of it. But I think by looking at the traits we can really start to define where we are. So this list that I found comes from simplypsychology.com. As I'm reading these off, I want you to keep a mental list of how many of these actually fit you. So here's the list. You have a small group of tight friends. You're thoughtful. You are energized by being alone. Enjoy solitude. Tend to keep your emotions to yourself. You're quiet, reserved in front of a large group of people. You feel drained by people. Process your thoughts in your head rather than talk about them. You're more social and gregarious around people who you know. You learn well through observation. Now, how many of those actually fit you? And if you said yes to more than half of these, then I would wager that you are definitely an introvert. But I want to share with you a couple more things that I found that I think are going to be germane to this particular topic. This comes from Susan Cain in her book, Quiet, the Power of Introverts in a World that Can't Stop Talking. Introverts have a tendency for deep analysis. Hence their need for more time to process outside input and their ability to make well-rounded decisions. The second thing that she outlines is that introverts also have great concentration and can focus on one task at a time. So when I go back and I think about those two topics there and I think about deep analysis just screams problem solving to me. Being able to focus on one task with great concentration This means detail-orientated to me. This means following and creating a process 
to arrive at a particular result. Now, for the definition of addition, for the definition of an entrepreneur, if I can get that out, what we do is we find a problem in the marketplace and then we work like crazy to solve that problem. That's what an, uh, an entrepreneur does. So for the introvert entrepreneur, we find a problem in the marketplace. We use our innate ability at problem solving to create a detail-oriented approach to solve that problem. In other words, it seems that for introverts, being an entrepreneur is kind of built in our DNA. It's who we are. Now, is this to say that extrovert entrepreneurs can't be successful or extroverts make horrible entrepreneurs? That's not saying it at all. But I would argue that behind every extrovert entrepreneur is an introvert that actually fulfills on the brand promise. So now, depending on what you read, Steve Jobs is purported to be an extrovert. But you know what? Steve Wozniak was an introvert. So for Apple computers, Steve Wozniak was the guy who actually designed the hardware. He was the one that actually created the software. Steve Jobs was nothing more than the front man for the company. And yes, he was intricate in coming up with designs for products, but the actual carrying it out came from the engineers, most of them being introverts. So we also see this, though, in our daily lives, too. If you think about it, you go to a car dealership and get a car. Guess what? It's the extrovert salesman who pounces on you when you show up. Oh, look at me. I sold more cars than Henry Ford, the first, second, and the third. I paid $500 for my haircut, and the gleam in my teeth is so bright that it will hypnotize you into buying a new car. And then he smiles. You go blind. And then when you wake up, you're sitting in a dealership eating pizza with one hand while signing your finance loan with the other. Now, a few weeks later, you have a problem with the car. You take it back to the dealership. Does Mr. I sold more cars than Henry Ford for a second and a third actually fix your car? Heck no. He's out in the parking lot hypnotizing his next victim with his gleaming white teeth. Nope, it's the introvert mechanic who is fixing your car. And someone might say, well, Cliff, this is a big sweeping generalization that you're making there. You know, extroverts can be mechanics. I'm not saying they can't be. But extroverts typically will pick people-centric careers like the service industry or hospitality or something along those lines. I don't think that when you're choosing a profession that if you really want to work with people that you'll say, you know what, I want to work on cars. You choose to work on cars because you want to work on cars, not to talk to people. And you know what? From what I've just shared with you, you want the introvert working on your car. They problem solve. They have attention to detail. They can focus. They will follow the repair process necessary to get your car back on the road. These are all traits you would definitely want to have in your mechanic. So if you're the owner of the car dealership, you would definitely want the extrovert out there making sales. Every business needs money coming in, believe it or not. And then you will definitely want the introvert there to make sure that all the I's are dotted and all of your T's are crossed, which leads us to the next question now. How can we as introvert entrepreneurs stand out in the world that seems to be dominated by extroverts? 
Well, I challenge you, dear listener, if we're really good at problem solving, absorbing information and bringing it into our minds and kicking around solutions, then put your thinking cap on and let's use your innate ability to solve problems and run through some solutions. For the remainder of this episode, I'm going to do just that. Now, our core question is, how do we, the introvert entrepreneur, leverage our strengths to help to grow our business? How do we stand out? Well, I circle back to my first podcast episode that I released back in 2016, and I shared a lot of that story in episode one. I was really struggling. Now, granted, I was having a great time with these one-on-one interactions that I was creating, but man, it just sucked up so much of my time. And I really just did not want to cold email people. I really didn't want to do it. But I got a client who said, you know what? I loved your podcast. I want to work with you. And I asked myself, why did this work? You know, and more importantly, how do I get it to repeat? Why can't I get it to repeat? And you know what? The answer would actually come years later. And this would become known as Cliff's second law of podcasting. Now, at the time... I was taking the One Funnel Away Challenge with Russell Brunson. It's a great 30-day challenge, and I highly recommend it for anybody who's listening to this podcast to check it out. I will make sure to put a link in the show notes down below. Now, during one day, he shared with us that every piece of content that we create had to have three key components, a hook, a story, and an offer. A hook is what you use to get people's attention. A story helps you to build the relationship and connect with people And then you have the offer, the call to action. What do you want people to do? Now, I was already fairly decent at creating hooks. But the one thing that really kicked me in the gut was the fact that I never included a call to action. I could get the hooks, good at stories, never did the call to action. And the one time for my podcast client, it was because I actually met him face to face. I told him about the podcast And I said, hey, and he's like, hey, what's the name of your podcast? I gave it to him. I said, if you got any further questions, just reach out to me. Well, you know, the hook for that was that he was intrigued by the podcast. He listened to the story that I shared in an episode. And he remembered that I said, if you got any questions, contact me. That's when he picked up the phone and he called. That's how it worked. Now, obviously, I can't go around talking to every single person one-on-one and tell them to listen to my podcast episode directly. There's just too many of them. But what I could do is create episodes that included all three elements, hook, story, offer. And this is something we will definitely dive into in future episodes. But once Russell explained this to me, all of a sudden, this is when Cliff's second law of podcasting appears. And the second law states that for every podcast episode that you produce, you need to think about it in terms of a little salesperson, someone who's going to go out into the world, work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They never take a sick day. They never go on vacation. And the more people that they can talk to, the better. Podcast episodes are designed for one-to-many communication. As soon as you hit play, they've got no problem talking to a complete stranger. They're very effective in one-to-one-many communication, and they have no problem giving out your call to action. Whatever you record in that microphone, they will repeat. Well, wait a minute. Let's take a step back here. Isn't this what extroverts do? I mean, if we think about what an extrovert is, they talk to people all day long. They thrive on one-to-many interactions. 
And they're always up for talking to people. The more people they talk to, the more effective they become. So what does this mean for introvert entrepreneurs? Well, it's simple. For every episode that you create, you've got a chance to create a little extrovert salesperson that goes out into the world and represents your brand. If you've got 50 episodes, you now have 50 salespeople to go out into the world. People are going to find your podcast. They'll download an episode. And if they like what you have to say, then they're going to download another episode. They will binge them all. And every single time that a download happens and a new podcast episode appears and your podcast episode starts talking to them because this is what we do into the microphone, every episode is going to be whispering in their ear. Oh, and if you want to learn more, just go to myawesomewebsite.com and click on the red button or whatever that might be. But this is the power that a podcast brings to an introvert entrepreneur. You can now create little extrovert episodes that go out into the world. So this allows you to remain who you are. You are being authentic to yourself. You don't have to be something that you're not. You're not tricking anybody out there. You're sharing your message. And it's the medium that you're using that is doing the extrovert work for you to help you and your business. The more episodes that you create, the more extrovert salespeople that you create. This is how introvert entrepreneurs can thrive in a world that feels like it's dominated by extroverts. Now, if you're thinking about starting a podcast or maybe you already have a podcast and you're having some problems with it, I highly recommend that you take a trip over to podcastingwithcliff.com. You're going to find resources there that's going to help you not only get your podcast up and running, but also as well, be able to help turn your podcast into a lead generating machine. There's a lot of moving parts to a podcast. And so this is the best way that I can think of to be able to help you. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I will bid you a good day and thank you once again for listening to this episode and I will catch you in the next episode. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying these episodes, then you really should check out podcastingwithcliff.com. We've got all kinds of resources to help introvert entrepreneurs just like you to excel in their business using simple podcasting techniques. And the concepts that I talk about in this podcast, we do a really deep dive into what it means to truly be an introvert entrepreneur and how you can use your innate traits to truly dominate your niche. Come over to podcastwithcliff.com and check it out for yourself. Until next time.